Welcome to this week's End of Days update coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last weekend in Memphis, Tennessee at the Lord's Church. People were so hungry, so easy to preach. It's, it's such an excitement every week seeing all the different churches being uh, more and more excited about the coming of the Lord. We're so privileged and so blessed that we're living just before His return. Think about it. More verses written about what it would look like just before the coming of the Lord so we would have a heads up. And that's what Jesus said. Lift up your heads, your redemption is drawing nigh. So we come to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, specifically what happens just after the rapture, because the rapture of the church is signless, but the second coming has tons of signs. All through the Gospels, there's no mention of the raptures because the church age was a mystery, the rapture was a mystery. So you have to look at the epistles to look at the rapture, but boy, we're so blessed to see all the things coming together uh, for the Ezekiel 38 war and the setup for the, the coming of the great king. What an amazing event, the second coming of Jesus, where he'll put his foot right down on the Mount of Olives. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Uh, to the glory of God, Jesus, to the glory of God the Father. Amazing this is so soon. So let's pick up what's happened. There's so much going on. I'm trying to slow down because so much has happened with Iran the last few days. A few things with Turkey. So let's go through those and a few things with the Palestinians in Gaza and Lebanon. Number one probably was Iran. Came out publicly talking about uh, backing the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Uh, they keep firing missiles into Saudi Arabia trying to disrupt the world's oil supply. The Ayatollah Khomeini, the head of Iran, came out publicly saying, hey, uh, this is because of President Obama and the Dem Democratic Party. We're going to keep not usually they try to keep things subversive but no he publicly said we're going to supply drones supply missiles for the houthis we're going to keep firing at saudi arabia so that america and saudi arabia will get in a quagmire like the vietnam war that's not going to happen you're going to watch you watch in the next few weeks saudi arabia uh, really literally uh, respond with with a lot more firepower so uh, intriguing to hear iran's stance on that because man iran came out with some stuff this last week that's so amazing number one it was publicly heard and reported in the Middle East newspapers that Iran came, the Revolutionary Guard came out saying they're going to attack U.S. bases. The, the crazy thing, I know it's crazy, England. The crazy thing about attacking U.S. bases was it wasn't the bases in Iraq. It wasn't the bases in Saudi Arabia. It was the base at Washington, D.C. He said, we're going to take ships and, and take them right into uh, where Washington, D.C. is up the Potomac River. And you have an absolute threat on our homeland from Iran like that. So it's weird. They, they come out publicly and say it, so that just shows you how psycho that whole mentality is. I even took a picture from the Jerusalem Post of Erdogan, Turkey's president, and Iran's president, uh, with Putin from Russia holding hands, talking about the new alliance between Russia, Turkey, and uh and Iran. So the, that's a big deal because that's literally the partnership of the Ezekiel 38 war when you're watching this public embrace of that. So after that, you had Turkey do airstrikes in the northern part of Syria, uh, attacking the Kurds, first time in months. So you're seeing an uptick in that. Then you had Russia fire on uh, uh, troops in the northern part of Iraq. So you got Russia and Turkey both doing airstrikes, which is amazing. Then from Gaza, you have uh, rockets fired from Gaza over into southern Israel. And there was incursions on the Lebanese border and incursions on the Gaza border. So... It's like Israel's getting things happening all at the same time. I did, haven't even talked about the elections. We don't have the results in from the elections, but the elections completed yesterday, and it looks like Netanyahu will, will be able to form a government. We'll see. Uh, it's so close. 
So interesting, interesting times for Israel. The airport did open up in Israel, though. So there's there's more going on all over the world, though. You, the Philippines said there was 220 Chinese vessel, vessels in the South China Sea. You had an earthquake off in Japan with a tsunami warning. I think the most interesting things are the things with Russia and Turkey and Iran right now. That's the total setup for what's going to happen after we leave. I mean, literally, the players are coming on the field. Israel, with response to last week, Iran showing off all their underground missile bases, they talked about their brand new uh, technology for their Barak missile defense system. It goes out about 150 kilometers. It hit every single target at 150 kilometers. And then they even talked about an upgrade to their aero system. They have four different systems. They have the Barak system, they have the aero system, and they have a David slingshot along with the Patriot system. But each one of them are different levels of effectiveness keeping ballistic missiles out. Why? Because Iran keeps showing these ballistic missiles saying we're coming after Israel. It is so um, interesting to see them publicly say what they're going to do. In the old days, you'd keep it quiet and you'd just try to do it. So. Along with that, you have Russia still uh, building the naval base there on, on the Red Sea. So Israel's completely surrounded literally with a Turkish mentality, a Russian mentality, and a Syrian mentality. And that's exactly the setup for the Ezekiel 38 war. So we're blessed. It doesn't freak us out. We just get excited because we see the players coming on the field. I mean, Jesus only rebuked the crowd one time, and that was them not knowing their hour of their visitation. He rebuked the Pharisees over and over and over. So, so we look at all these events that, that show us how close we are so that we accelerate it's not an escape theology. It's, wow, there's the finish line. What do we need to do to get the message out in a shorter period of time? So with all this is happening, so much more. You have uh, you have Iceland uh, basically not allowing circumcision anymore. You have so much anti-Semitism things happening that I don't even have time to go into it all over the earth. But man, it's literally ratcheting up because the king's about to come back. But we always go to the scripture. I know we go it every week, but uh, these things are flawless. They're uh, amazingly clear. Uh, Jesus said, Luke 21, the generation that sees Israel made a nation and Jerusalem won back. He said that generation won't pass away to all fulfilled. So we're so blessed to be that generation. It freaks people out often when you get bold about that, but uh, people say, I don't believe that. It doesn't matter. People say, I'm not comfortable with that. It still doesn't matter. Uh, tag, you're it. So then after that, you got the Hebrew language restored. You got the Ethiopian Jews brought back. You got the fertility of the land of Israel. You have the revival of the Roman Empire. You have the Temple Mount Institute that's ready. Uh, these other things are so recent. You have the fish showing up in the Dead Sea. You have foxes showing up on the Temple Mount. That's Lamentations 5.18. You can go to our website. Almost every single sign that we go into, there's a scripture and a verse for every single one of them. But after that, you had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. Uh, amazing. You had the Sea of Galilee fill up with water. You had what I talked about last week. You had some more things found where the Dead Sea Scrolls were with new technology. Didn't even get into the technology that Amazon came out with. Actually, a couple other companies came out with with the chips that they're going to put in your hand so you can buy and sell. I mean, the setup for the Antichrist is here is pretty amazing. But then you have all these events that are taking place that are so blatant about showing us how close we are. Uh, there should be such an excitement in the church because these, these things are flawless. The Ethiopian Jews being brought back and all these signs that we talk about because uh, God said this is what He would do just before the coming of the Lord. I like this one. Men will be lovers themselves. We have selfie sticks. But then after you go through all of these tangible physical signs, you have signals in the heavens. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles a few years ago. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles? Now NASA called that a tetrad. The last time you had that was 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. And 14, uh, 1948 uh, when Israel was regathered as a nation. So the heavenly signals 
coinciding with uh, really specific things happening with the nation of Israel. And then after that, you had the Bethlehem star this last year. That's pretty amazing. Jupiter, Regulus, and Venus, first time in 2,000 years. Uh, Jupiter's a king planet, Regulus a king planet, Venus men are from Mars, women are from Venus, so a mother planet. When Jesus was born, the constellation was Virgo. This last year, the constellation was Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. So privileged are we uh, to watch the setup for the coming of the king. All these things are to produce radical excitement. It shows us how much he loves us. All this information is because he loves you so much. He wants you strengthened. He wants you encouraged. He wants you doing the will of God, finishing your course uh, as a blaze. So what do we do? Help our local church, help our local pastor, and get the message out. The, the closer you get to the wedding, the more engaged you are. When you're engaged, you talk more. Uh, so we should be so close to the Lord. We should be softer, kinder, more merciful, uh, and, and showing off Jesus' personality. <coughs> power, righteousness, authority, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Colleen and I want to thank you so much for your prayers and your support. Couldn't go where we all go without it, so we appreciate it so much. And got a lot of things coming. We've got a new book on end times being printed right now. Uh, we're trying to get more information and get, getting to you in an easier way so that we can show all of us how close we are to the coming of the King. What an exciting time in the earth to watch nation after nation, event after event that points to the King coming back. Wow. Very soon we'll see him face to face. Eyes as a flame of fire, feet like undefined brass, voice of many waters. God, Jesus of Nazareth. Have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the End of Days Update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the EDU, and we'll see you next week.